You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 244 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Shane, oh my gosh. How you doing? Oh, living large. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, you look like it. You have a little swagger, a little extra, like like you just ran into some some venom, some, 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 some piss and ven- ven- yeah, venom. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I feel like that most times. Wow. Yeah. It's been... It's been a couple of weeks. A lot of stuff's been going on in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like a lot of, uh, like, Peter Tork died. That makes Peter me sad. Peter Tork, I know. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, I've been listening to some monkeys. You know, and, and Facebook, it's not cool to say, hey, here's my favorite song by the monkeys. Because yours and I tagged, is. And I tagged you in it, and it's uh, during the summer, the Penny Whistle. Yeah. And I'm like, and the people are like, oh, they suck. I'm like, listen, child, they don't give a shit. The they, monkeys. they are the creators of Jack Nicholson's career. Really? Jack Nicholson was a B actor, and he was working behind the scenes on the monkey TV show. Shut up. When they started up the idea of the uh, uh, Easy Rider. And the, really? And the, and, the, and the producers of that, they, the, they came of, uh, of Monkey's TV uh, show, <laughs> came in, Peter Fonda and those guys going, yeah. hey, bro, we need some money. And we'll use this guy. No, he way. was a B actor until yeah, he Easy was in Rider. That. He was in a he was in a couple of Roger Corman old ones. He just owes a, it all to the monkeys. We all owe something to the monkeys, and it's just we just some of us just don't know what it is yet. Okay, totally. <laughs> That's all. There I'm should saying. be a book written. I, they're probably we all owe something to the monkeys. Oh, yeah. We just don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't yet. know what it is. Yet. Dot dot dot. Yet. Oh uh, yeah. So we are on episode two hundred forty four. This episode, uh, man, I cheated. I cheated a little bit on this episode because I was like, hey, Shane, maybe we should do this band. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I put Is one it Alcest or Alcest? I don't, I have no idea. I'm going to say Alcest because I don't think French has. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't use a lot of. They, they do a lot of juva. Alcest. Yeah, it's a, like the Alcest is too hard. Yeah. It's it's too t- harsh of a. It's more German. It's. Alcest. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of like, because it's a band that I just heard of recently, like never heard them before, heard them about eh, maybe a couple weeks ago, actually probably three weeks ago, because now it's been two weeks since we uh, been listening to them. Right. But uh, no, so I heard them. I'm like, yeah, I wonder what, I wonder what Shane would think about this. It so, sounds like some programming music. It is. It's perfect. If programming. you are down to do some HTTP dot dash dash <laughs> squirrely squirrely. Yeah. It, it is. When you're squirrelying. Perfect stuff. We're talking about their album from 2016 named Kodama, which is a Japanese word that we'll talk about, I guess. And we're also talking about 1981's Burial Ground, The Knights of Terror. And I cannot wait to talk about this because mm. I had never seen it before. I mean, ah. 1981, uh, uh, an Italian zombie movie from 1981 that I haven't seen before. Shocking, right? 
And I'd heard about the uh, the craziness and some of the stuff, but I never got around to watching it. So this was the first time, and I guess we'll see how that goes. And I had seen it before because I remember watching it, and I swear to God, I, the whole time I'm watching it again, I was going, we did it on the podcast. No, we did. Because I have an old Instagram picture of Michael. Yeah, okay. The son. Going, hey, take a look at this guy. I don't, we haven't and, done it. Though. And we haven't done it. No. And so I watched it of my own <laughs> free will. Oh, what? And yeah, it is something to behold. Oh my, yeah. And we'll just save it because there's a lot to be said about it. I feel like this, because I usually do notes for every episode. A lot of times it's maybe for a little bit of reference and I, you know, I just kind of say, oh, here's what it is. And, but it's, it, when I write stuff down, it makes it easier to remember. So I don't really like rely on it a ton. Right. But I have the most notes that I've ever written for any episode today. Inside of this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just. Just because, I mean, we'll see if that it, is interesting. We'll see if it uh, if that means that he changes or whatever. A couple of things I do want to mention: Wednesday, the twenty seventh of February, back at Horror Trivia, Touche Tavern, thirty five fifty South State in Salt Lake City, uh, eight thirty. We've been putting together the questions for it. We're basically all ready to go. So show up, bring your team. Yeah, up, I'll be up. there next week. Hell that's yeah. next Wednesday. That's when. That's like coming up Wednesday. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, I did. There's, there's one other thing I did. I did want to talk about a little bit. Kane Roberts' new video with Alice Cooper and huh? uh, and uh, man, that was a nightmare. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's I'm a nightmare. I'm so bummed out because they got Alice Cooper auto tuned, right? And then you've got Kane Roberts, and he's he's. Still, but he's saying he still this plays is, this well. Is, and, this is power. This is I'm back, baby. This well, he is, had an album in 2012. Did you know that? No, I didn't either. I looked because I looked this up on uh, Spotify to listen to it, and there was one from 2012. So remember, it's maybe 2013 or 14 when we were like, "Hey, you got to get a hold of me." Maybe he was too big. Maybe, maybe we just didn't know. Yeah, he has an album out from there. So that f me because that's my fault for not knowing how great and wonderful he actually is. So you you think it's stinky. The video, well, the video's kind of dumb. Well, the video's just, really low budget, and I'm not talking about the. It was just bummer that, that. I feel like the biggest things that bothered me were they really auto tuned Alice Cooper. So what's what's her name? Something Ulse White, the, the oh, Gold, I don't know. Gold, Goldsberger White. I, I can't remember From, her name, but Arch Enemy, Arch Enemy. Yeah. So they're kind of playing off each other, singing the the lyrics. Then does Kane Roberts sing in it? I feel like he. Yeah, gets no, he a, does. He do, he he sings most of it. He's like. When I'm living in the world, he does this. Yeah. He does this a lot, and he looks good. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's he's obviously had some work done to his face. I believe he, he's got long black hair. He'd... Kane hit us up, and you still you haven't called us. Up. You haven't even called us back, and we, <laughs> we got the biggest fan of Kane Roberts right here, and, and yet just... you've never replied to us or anything. You know what's funny is I will like still post like Rebel Heart or i'm twisted or you know videos like that from time to time on facebook Dude, and nobody knows who he is it's like raise your you fist serious? and yell no that's, a, the, that's greatest the greatest fucking album i agree from alice cooper period i mean i love the old school stuff i love trash i love all that but i love Hastings raise your fist and so. yell is is heavy metal yeah absolutely it came in you know roses on white lace and all that shit gail oh, yeah gail that was great all that stuff man no, it, I mean good. No, no, Kane, okay. Kane, so so there let me you clarify. Are. Let me clarify where I am on the song. You loved rock dolls, though. You were all about rock dolls. Oh, it was I don't remember. I'm sure I. I mean, don't I you remember rock dolls I, where he picks that lady up out of the audience by her bustier? <laughs> have you seen that video? He I don't picks think her I up. He, he leans <laughs> over, looks at her, and grabs her by her her bra and lifts her up to him, going, "Yeah." Oh man. no, that's something Kane Roberts would do. 
Listen, let me just clarify. I'm not saying it's a shitty song. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that it was disappointing that they auto-tuned Alice Cooper. But he's still got like... Alice, call us and tell us what you think about that. Was it disappointing? I mean, because he probably just came in, sang it. And he probably they, just went... Then some shitty oh, fucking in. producer went, yeah. dude, let's throw a little fucking auto on this. Maybe. This could be. Great. Could be. But I'll tell you what. No, but Kane Roberts still was killing it on the guitar. He still he still sounds the same as when he sings and stuff like that. So, you know, good for him. That was awesome. Dude. I want to say that I saw the machine gun guitar, but I didn't in the video. I don't I don't, I don't think he I don't, I don't he had to sell that to fund his 2012 he, album. Kane, I'll tell you right now. And call us at 385-351-9273. But Kane, if you have that guitar, you should have had that in the video. When's the first time you've seen Kane? Right now in 2019. Yeah. And he's got the machine gun guitar and the muscles <laughs> and Alice Cooper auto-tuned. Dude, but remember party. remember him like like live from the uh, Raise Your Fist in You, or was that what? Yeah, Raise Your Fist mm-hmm. in You. When he had the big hair, he had the he had the bandana around. Rambo. And the muscles coming out of his. It was uh, all about fucking like, Rambo. It's like, I mean, back in that day, what was that? Like the late 80s. I was like. Yeah, that was 88. That, I'm just saying right now. That's who Mike wants to be when he grows up. I failed miserably. Wow. I failed. But maybe you won in some of your ways that you wanted to achieve. Yeah, and I, appreci- failed I at appreciate others. what you're trying to do for me. But maybe it's okay. there's Listen, I've gotten I've gotten over it because I I've learned that life is a like series of bitter disappointments, you know? It's like your calves. <laughs> would you, you did would it. you would you do a battle royale against uh you know, because those guys back in the day they only worked their upper half. You know what I would do? Your calves would be solid against <laughs> against that. Dude. I would Indian leg wrestle any one of those guys. Right. So and I feel like that would be my consolation prize. Dude, if you leg wrestled and won Kane Roberts, if he was willing to do that, and call us at three eight five three five one. Yeah, I would do that right now. Indian leg wrestle. And we can, can you say film Indian that anymore? Oh my heavens! I don't know. I didn't. I just realized because that's what it's been called. I don't really talk a lot about Native American leg wrestling anymore. I don't know if you can say that. I thought it was leg wrestling. What does it call? Indian wrestling. I thought I always called it Indian wrestling. I, Indian what about the wrestling? Indian burn? Can you <laughs> the, do the Indian burn anymore? That's the Native American burn. I, I, Native I feel like they've changed that officially into the lexicon. But, uh, dude, you know what we ought to do? Does anyone do that burn anymore? Yeah. Hell, Is it even I do it worth- to my kids all the time. Yeah, you do it. But does anyone else go, hey, here's a crazy thing you do to your friends at school. When I was doing it, it was the thing you did to everyone in school. Hey, give me your arm. <laughs> you idiot. Why yeah. would you get if a kid in, in and there was a couple of kids that was good at it too? You're like <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Remember the kids that would just uh, do it for no reason? Yeah, do mine again. I don't uh, care, dude. There was a kid. Remember how like in jail, how they're like uh, they're always saying like, I've never been to jail. Well, me neither. But I'm just like in TV shows and or in movies are like what you got to do the first day is go in and, and uh, kick the ass of the biggest dude in there. So that's true for elementary school. I totally school. believe it. That's true for elementary school as well. There was a dude growing up in Farmington, right? Totally just white people. All of a sudden, this new kid shows up named Manuel Garcia. And by the way, still white people. I was there oh, yesterday. Really? Didn't see anyone but white people. Oh, it's like Stepford, you know. Uh, that's what was so great about Farmington. It was, yeah, it's just it was like, like Stepford wives. And then they got a giant park right there of rides <laughs> yeah anyways anyway so manuel garcia shows up one day mexican kid with his with his greased hair back oh like we were already, Cholo style. yeah we were we were all kind of scared of him anyway because we were like what's going on because we're in farmington right well he goes in and he beats the shit out of the toughest kid 
And then he said, uh, and then like he told it. somebody that he's got a knife, that he had a, what do you call those, a switchblade. Switchblade. I never saw it, but I, I believe that kid. So we stayed away from him. He's actually a really know, nice dude. The only way you know he's a real fucking badass is if he had one of those switchblades that shoot out from the, the bottom. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. That's a fucking tough boy. Yep. If he's got one of those that flick out from the side, you're like, yeah, well. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. He was, the, he was the meanest looking kid I'd ever seen in my life in real life at that point. You so know? you're saying he went in and he fucking said, is there anyone else that disagrees with me being here? And no, I mean, said, but the, you know what the irony is, is he ended damn. up being on some of my... Uh, like sports teams and stuff like that. He was totally good at sports and he was nice as shit. I don't know why he felt like he had to do that the first day, but nobody messed with him. It's like, or you could have come in and just been a nice guy. I don't think you want to try that in prison. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, well, when you go into prison, what I've heard about prison is when you go in there, they're already wanting to steal all your goodies. <laughs> what goodies Rather do you have? If it's your ass, if it's your, gotcha. if it's your Everyone's pillow, if it's your blanket, whatever. I see. What hey buddy, I'm going to go ahead and have this. And if you <laughs> don't say, uh, dear sir, I will not allow you to take this from me. <laughs> well, if you watch that show 90 days in, you'll get, a I taste. Have, I've seen, you'll get a taste those. for it. You know what I learned from that is learn how to take an ass beating because, but don't, but fight back. Don't just get your ass kicked. Cause I'll keep, they'll keep doing it. Yeah. But if you fight back, even if you lose, I'll be reticent if you to lose, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Always fight. Yeah. Anyway, Always anyway. fight back because Man, we are giving people some great advice on life. Totally. Uh, Why? I mean, this is shit I could have used. <laughs> I'm. There might be a young boy, 19 years old, listen yeah. to this podcast, going, you know, I'm fixing to go to jail. Don't do it for six months. But if he's you have to, but if you have to, I'm telling you right now, don't let him take your goodies. Don't let him take your your treats. Especially don't your let him look at your uh, yeah your card. Or whatever to get special treats. Yeah, when your, mom sends you your, the money. Gotcha. Don't do any of that, and punch them right in the ball sack if they do anything <laughs> to you. Oh my gosh! Oh, that is amazing. Um, so we have a decision to make. You know how every single episode we ask a question and we have people call in and they leave a voicemail. I've never heard of this before. But oh, okay. Anyways, so, so okay. just so you know, what we do, that's what we do. We have people call in voicemails from time to time. We'll ask a question, and this week's question was, now that we're doing trivia once a month over at the Touche Tavern, maybe you could give us some help. What do you think would be some good categories for a round of trivia? And maybe along with that, send in some questions. Well, we got one call. One call. One call. I feel like this was maybe a tough one for him. I don't know. I don't know if I'd let people down. I don't know what. Well, I think what it is is if you say, Maybe we have to be more combative. Well, maybe, maybe you have I, to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the best horror movie in the world. Everyone will shit their pants and tell me why it's not. No, okay, but the thing is, I also feel like the reason being is because I was selfish because I was trying to cut corners into putting these questions together. Right. Well, I'd say that too. So, so I guess that's on me. But let, why don't you just do it right now instead of take a quick break? All right, we can take yeah. a double quick break. Let's do it, and then, we'll, then we can get into some business. All right. The only person who called in is Ty. Thank you so much, Ty, for Ty guy. being uh, cool enough to not be a jerk like everyone else who didn't call in. What? Hey, guys. This is Ty. Uh, here's, our, here's a good question for you, Mike. I think this is what it's for. Uh, in the Saul franchise, Starting from the 2004 film to Jigsaw, the 2017 film, how many total deaths are there in the franchise? Oh Not just trap deaths, 
but ones that are shown and talked about through the whole franchise. That's a hard one. That Jesus, number Ty, is what are you 98 trying? deaths. 98. The whole decade of films. Maybe what we had to do happened. is put like Whether a, they were shown on screen or they were Is it 25 to 35? Was it 35 to 45? Was it 100? About, you know, whatever. Uh, All right, give them a range. How about you or just play those questions? Else like that. There was 98 of them. So I didn't know that. No, that was awesome. I'm actually going to use that one because that's a good one. Because what we can do is, yeah, do like a Well, that's a disgusting that they would kill 98 people in, hor- yeah, in, like, in, in a franchise. In like 18 movies or whatever. Oh, sorry. That's fucking lame then. Really? <laughs> Only 98? What are you doing? Come on. Good job, Ty guy. Uh, and it, shame on you the rest of I just I Anyone listening to this like right I now said, that I didn't feel call. Bad. I feel like it's my fault. So Because usually we ask. About their opinions and their in their lives. Yeah, and, and you were just trying to be. Now selfish. I'm just like, now tell me about something that I can use, and maybe, and I feel like that's my bad, man. And they said, man, fuck this dude. That's, this uh, motherfucker wants to try and use my question in his trivia fucking contest. Bullshit, <laughs> that's, dude. I, that's what I'm. Saying. I will not give this delicious question <laughs> that I have on my mind to this guy, so he can go ahead and have it for his little fucking parties. That's what I'm there. saying. So bullshit. I, so I got one for you guys this time. Okay, I got one. You can express now. Do me a favor when you call in and leave your message this for the next couple of weeks. Give us, you know what? You can share whatever personal feelings you have. Yeah. Just because I feel like it needs to be more about you guys. Feel free to talk. We're here to listen. Yeah, okay? that's what that's what radio call-in shows do. They go, hey, hey tell me about you. Don't they? They hear enough about us. They've heard two hundred and forty episodes of us talking about 43, us. Two hundred forty-three before this one. You know, that's a lot. So let's hear a little bit about you. Okay. So here's a question for next episode that you're going to call in and leave your voicemail on the bone phone. I have a buddy who is so into conspiracy theories. Like I'll, I work with him. His name's Paul. I work with him. He'll just oh, like, Paul is? Paul, he's so into it. He'll like, he got into flat earth, but I mean, he doesn't even like believe it. He just like, he was just like, I just wanted to see what the. Right. What, what, you know, what their reasoning was and stuff like that. And there's a couple things that make sense, you know, you know, blah, blah, whatever. But he has literally always listened to like Illuminati stuff and yeah. all this other stuff. And he st- he'll stop me and he'll, he'll explain to me what's going on. You it's don't been, understand, man. Exactly. It's, it's kind of interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, he'll just, whatever, he'll just share them with me. So here's a question. Which conspiracy theories do you believe have some traction? Or what conspiracy theory interests you quite a bit? I mean, I'm not saying that you have to Prepare like go to on fucking a- have two hours of fo- phone calls. Oh, that's fine. So what what do you think could be a possibility? And what are some fun ones that you like, regardless? Yeah. Of how what true are they the ones be? you go? That's ridiculous. But and what's still- the one where you go? But this is interesting. Exactly. So it's there. You go. Because I mean, I have a few. There's a couple that uh, I'm thinking of right now that I can. I mean, that I you know. I oh can, yeah. But anyway, so call it in 385-351-9273, 385-351-9273. And Shane, we're already into the band. Let's get into it. Let's let's, let's get into You pick the song. How about, see, they're all kind of long. It's it's all kind of connected to each other. I feel like it's a, a, an album to listen to. So you pick the jam. Let's do Je suis d'Alliance. Yeah. I am from elsewhere. That is in English. Okay, so here we go. We'll play that, and we'll be right back to talk about it in 7 minutes and 22 seconds.
It all began in France in the year 2000 as a black metal project when Nihé, who plays vocals, keyboard, guitar, and drums, got lonely. What'd you call him? Nihé. A Nige? Neat. I don't know. Well, that's how you spell it, isn't it? In France, it's (laughs) Nihé. Okay. Uh, This might be the first French band we've ever done. Yes. We... We, my vocals, keyboard, guitar, and drum. He got lonely. <laughs> he realized he was, <clears throat> did I say wonderful? But is anyone else in the world as wonderful as me? <laughs> Soon he added Ignor and Argarth. But sadly, they were not as wonderful as me. <laughs> And they left. But in 2009, he found Vintenhalter. Vintenhalter. On the drums. And since then, ladies and gentlemen, and Vintenhalter have (laughs) said, yes, we are doing a good job. And life is wonderful and talented with both of us. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Alcest, A L. C E S T or Alcast or Alcest, however you want to say it. Like them on Facebook, official Twitter, Alcest official, official Instagram, Alcest official, official Bandcamp page, Alcest.bandcamp.com, and official website, Alcest music.com. Kuduma. Or Kodoma, mm-hmm. the album we're talking about. Fifth studio album released September 2016. Six tracks. That's right. Six tracks. You just heard a seven-minute number. <laughs> six tracks on this album. 42 minutes, 12 seconds long. We had to make up for some of the lacking of voicemails to get this uh, episode right into the good running time. Benoit Rooks is the guy that helped them uh, produce the album. So you look him up. Be, uh, Benoit R-O-U-X. Oh. I don't know who that guy is. But Benoit On Prophecy Productions. Did uh, you call him Benoit Rooks? Yeah. It's Benoit Rooks. Benoit Rooks. Benoit Rooks. See, you're teaching me. <laughs> Benoit Rooks. The only reason I know that is because we used and to have a guy Alphate. play for the jazz. His name is Benoit. spelled Benoit, 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 but it was Benoit. Yeah. You had to call him Benoit. Yeah, and everyone say, Midnight for shit. He put a three-pointer. <laughs> That's what that we all say. Uh, on Prophecy Productions, what did you think of this album? And I will say this. I will I will turn the floor over to you, but I was amazed when I thought to myself on first listen, I said, these are younger men that are getting into the 90s sound. And I said to myself, before I read the notes, I said, I'm hearing '90s. I'm hearing. I'm. I'm hearing Dinosaur Junior. I'm hearing a little built mm-hmm. to spill. I'm hearing some '90s uh, sound in that. Well, well, okay. So, so that's funny you said that because I learned a lot because of this band. Not necessarily. Well, be, doing some research about the band in the, their genre and stuff like that as well. Right. Which I feel like has a lot to do with what you're talking about a little bit. Well, as far and, as and the first that I heard that '90s. Which is interesting. Black metal comes to rise in the 90s. And now, here it is, 2019, and you have black metal-ish style musicians that grew up in that era taking in the 90s. 
Death Haven. Have you heard that band, Death Haven? No, but I I hear that it. album is full of black metal goodness. Really, but also nineties. I've heard a lot. I've heard spin. of. I've heard a lot about them. I hear a lot that the like the true metalers don't like them. And we talked about this last time when we were talking about Watain. It's like, yeah, I mean, true like hardcore metalers, which I'm not one of. It's going like to dilute that, itself the, the well, farther but, but along here's the you thing. go. But the thing is, is Death Haven. Talk to an a, uh, a guy that's 50 about true metal, and he's going to go, I have no conversation to have with you about 90s metal. Right. It's all Twisted Sister right. and Kiss. Well, as it should be to, be, to and, be perfectly honest with you. And Deep Purple. No, but it's funny you bring up Death Haven because so I'm, I'm uh, doing some research about Alcest, and I, I'll, let me talk about this before I get into the band. And this is something called post-metal or post-black metal. Post-black metal. Which is like, okay, so it takes it. it, it How know, great is that, though? It's like, I don't even know what that means. And it's like, well, it takes like, basically what it said is they take like, like it's almost like they got, it's almost like they got over it about the hardness and, yeah. the, and the Satanist and all this stuff. Like I was talking about last post time with Wattwain. Post-hardcore, all was, that. That's where the good music comes in. And I was like, remember last time I was talking about how, how passe Satan's become, but I, I still like it and stuff. It's funny, but you know, if you're really into this stuff, it's kind of weird. But so th- maybe these guys have just gotten over it and they're just right. like, hey, listen, and this kind of reminds me a bit of Opeth with their long, yes. their song structure yes. is very like, it, it's not your your normal kind of pop structure. It's it's movements within within eight minute eight nine totally minutes. Totally agree. Songs, you know? I think this band is this is an album, and this is the kind of band that you listen to, and you don't go, oh, "I'm going to pop on this song," although you may enjoy it on its own. Sure, this is the kind of music that you put on. You listen to the album through. It creates a vibe and a mood. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's like I put this on when I'm coding because it it takes you on. Like I don't I don't know how lame this sounds but like a like a journey where totally you it's like i feel like it makes me feel introspective sometimes i I totally felt that i'm driving around i'm running over kids like (laughs) like there's uh, their fucking brains are all over the place (laughs) i'm driving around but i feel yeah i totally felt that listening to it you're like Mm -hmm. "Mm, this is yeah i could totally get into doing something you know making a painting right exactly coding doing something and listening to it turn it on and end and go, ah, this is what I've ended up with. And it's funny because I kind of came into, into, uh, to, I, to, like I hadn't heard about this band a month ago. Somebody that is one of those real heavy metal or her black metal guys who only listens to the ultimate of the ultimate non-poser black metal made a joke about, you know, this band and whatever. I'm like, well, shit, I like that guy, but I also know his, his musical preference. Right. So I'm going to take this band and I'm going to give it a spin and immediately, he said, "I'm going to take this bit, and you're going to regret." Well, maybe I did. Right. I just listened to their top songs, and the thing is, is there wasn't there wasn't a shitty one on the whole thing. So I'm listening to it, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like Opeth, but it's not. It's not. I mean, it seems to be more uh, ethereal. Ethereal. More, That's in yeah, my notes. Yeah. More uh, not, not melodic. Yeah. More the the vocals are not. Uh, they're not they're another instrument if well, there's no, vocal right. if there's vocal in there it's it's just part of the plus idea i can't understand the yeah. the words anyway so yeah, it's not and like, it's not, oh but even when they're singing regard cuz they do some like screamy stuff but it's funny but unlike like with black metal whatever they kind of they kind of pull the voice back into the mix so it's not quite as out front as like 
you would normally be for like a six feet under tune or whatever. You yeah, know? and it really is, dare I say, stargaze. It is really okay. Yeah, it really is so, kind of. So they brought up shoegaze or or uh, black gaze and stuff yeah, like that. Shoegaze, yeah, yeah. Kind and of. That, this is something that I'd never heard of before. Shoegaze either. is like all. Uh, it's all nineties, like that. So that. explain that to me, because I, I, because I don't, I don't understand. Because like it's nineties, I'm like, well, okay. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, shoegaze back in the nineties, it was just that big. Heavy, wide open, ethereal, you know, just that loud, that that depressing, slightly depressing, mm-hmm. but just wide open sound. Oh, and that's how this was too. Yeah, it's like it, it seemed like it was a lot of. And these sound. guys like cite Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. and and all these bands as as an influence, which makes sense because they're rocking thirty now, so they grew up in a time where it was all nineties, right. So you're hearing "Built the Spill" and "Sunny Day Real saw, Estate" and "Meat Puppets," and you're and that's what they're these meat kids puppets, are growing. All right, that's a band these, I haven't heard of in a while. These kids are growing up on, in that music. Right, they're they're, they're that was my that was my generation though, like in the nineties. They're, they're, like say, the they're saying they're saying man, fuck the Sound Gardens and Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. but we also love heavy metal. We love black metal. Yeah, we love the metal. We love the blackest metal. We love Dark Throne, but we also like Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, and that's where you get this band, I think. Well, and that's where you get that this new style, and you're going to hear more about this style. Def Haven, definitely, dude. I, I maybe I need to listen to those guys. You know what else though? You know what else they list as post black metal or whatever? I'm not. I don't think the shoe guys, but they they mentioned Merkir. Merkir. Oh yeah. We remember we did that on uh, on the uh, uh, past episode, and I learned more about her since then. And it, I've I've got to say I'm like I'm a little bit bummed out. I got a bone to pick with her a little bit. That uh, do you realize before she got into this like quote unquote whatever kind of music she's into this post black metal whatever she was like a pop star. She was a model and an actress and all this right. stuff. She's not just this like Viking woman who's come down to save us all with her music. She's oh I, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah So she just kind of came down. It's like you know what I'm going to try now, which is good. Listen, I'm not saying yeah, she's, try. I'm it. not saying she's not talented because she is. I'm not saying she's not beautiful. Every band in the '90s, what do they do? If they were in a band in the '80s. And then and then Nirvana hit. They went. Let's try a little uh, something different. Place. Alice Cooper did a new metal album in two thousand because right. he was like everyone Meh. did a new metal album. Going man, shit, exactly. come on now, exactly. But but no no no. I, I anyway. I don't need to. I don't mean to go off on a tangent on her. But I was just like, wow, she's yeah. a talented lady. But I thought that she was uh, more just kind of a. Yeah, deep into the well, and that's what they try to lay down is that this is my deep roots. This is where I go. This is where I. She was singing pop. She was singing like Britney Spears. Listen, I like Britney Spears as much as the next forty-two-year-old man, but it's like I like Katy Perry. Well, I liked her before she cut her hair and became a. But I would never listen to Britney Spears. Wow, she's a whore. Well, yeah, she's a disgusting. You know, she was sixteen when that one video came out. That all the the dudes, the, she basically made us all a bunch of pedophiles. Me, baby, one more I didn't time. know. I assumed she was at least eighteen. Oh, anyway, back to this band. So, before I get into this album specifically, I listened back to their whole thing because I'd been listening to it for a long time. Which you know is a, kind of a a, a a good band when you go, man. 
not only do I need to listen to this album, exactly. I need to go back and listen to everything they've done. And they and they have quite a few albums that uh, the 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 earlier stuff is is closer to black metal than yeah. than this kind of stuff is. Then they have an album in 2014. What's that? I can't remember what the album's called. I have it in my notes somewhere. But but it it seems more poppy and more sunshiny and whatever. And I didn't love that one. But I mean, they they every single one of their albums outside of that one. I really, it was ethereal, layered, emotional. I really liked it. This album in particular, Koko, what was it called? Kodama? Yeah. Japanese for tree spirit or echo, which is right. kind of weird. I'm like, a, I'm not like a, like a spirit guy, a nature guy, whatever. No, but th- that's, uh, it comes back to a lot of them, black, like Bursum. He's like, it's all about the fucking earth. Yeah, exactly. And the white man. <laughs> but it's all about the earth's. It's about the, the earth, earth and the white man d- dealing with uh, the earth and the other colors Trying of people. To take who are back on the it. earth and you know. <laughs> oh, the one the spirit. one was called Shelter. That album was called Shelter from 2014. Seemed seemed to kind of be too poppy and too happy. It's not a bad album, but whatever. But they did have an album, Les Voyages de M from mm. 2012, EP from 2011 called Les Secrets, and Esquelle de Lune from 2010. All excellent. This album, I loved it. There's not so there there are only six songs on it, and like so we've got a it's forty two minutes long. It's rocking. It's it's a you know it's a solid groove ride. Yeah, and the thing is, is like you were saying, it's like I mean, it's not like every song is like in a, on a party mix where like the beat goes through it and it's all one song. Yeah, it's no, like how do you pick a song to no, go? But, yeah. All right, here's the song we're gonna put. But in the this thing episode. is, you started. It takes you on that little journey. And then you, the and then it ends you, beautifully. And then you start another one, right? There's not a, there's not a turd on this one. Uh, my favorites were every single one, except well, Onyx was fine, but that was just kind of mostly just yeah, an outro type of a thing. No, I love this album. In fact, I'll keep listening to these guys. Uh, this might be a good uh, choice for lovemaking. Just saying. Yeah. Throw it on the background. It, everything seems more epic. Either and this, you seem more deep. This while you're or. Listening to this. Uh, uh, you know, fucking uh, Nine Inch Nails album. Well, that that's for a whole. That depends on who you're that, having sex with. What was with. that called? Dar- Downward, Downward Spiral. It depends yeah. on what kind of woman you're having sex with. How about that? She's an all nighter. Dude, like you can go through several levels. Oh my gosh, that's 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 uh, very. Uh, so you give it timidating. a one. Oh man, I I almost, I'm teetering on the the bone saw, but I'm going to give it a high buy. I love this album, and to be honest with you, I love this band. I'm I'm. This is becoming one of my like. It's going to be in there for a long time. Man. Yeah, I give it haunting, masterfully melodic, ethereal, slightly spacey, dark but not gloomy, dare I say shoegaze. Uh, their influences, the band's influences, Dinosaur Jr., Cocteau Twins, oh, yeah, Smashing wow. Pumpkins, Sonic Youth. Uh, vocals used more as an instrument, uh, you know. Uh, I love the sound of the instruments, the drums. Yeah. Vinton Halter is there, <laughs> and those drums sound fucking great. Yeah. The way he plays them and the way they sound is amazing. I hear black metal 90s, like Built to Spill, Dinosaur Jr., and maybe some Sunday real estate. A little dash of Ooh. Sunday real estate. That is it. a band that I don't think has literally been in my brain since I was in yeah. high school. And they had one, or like out right, like had, maybe right after I. They had one jam, but the whole album was good. Huh. They had one was like, oh, that's oh, where'd they go? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> whole album was great, uh-huh. uh, and also a little bit of uh, uh, never mind. What no. are they called? Uh, Bill, uh, uh, God, I forgot about it. 
Uh, metal band, uh, start 90s uh, alternative, more like Def Haven. I'm hearing that, dude. With these, these Death Haven these, is coming with a band, a band that we that we done and we these like. These bands, I'm telling you what, it, and we're gonna feel more of it in every category of music. Doesn't matter if it's black metal or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of cool because you're starting to hear kids that grew up in the '90s scene mm-hmm. with grunge. Going, it's weird oh, we because love that's because that's oh, my thrash because that's that's exactly my and generation. We love, yeah. I was in high school when. All of a sudden, hair metal was no longer cool, and right. grunge was like literally over the summer. But dudes, I mean, I'm 42 years old. This like, is going to be something very fucking I hope cool. Th- it's fine. That's because you're going to see music where you're like, "What the fuck?" 80s meets night. You know, yeah, that's that'll be great. And this this style, and I do really feel like these guys, you know, take in that kind of black metal idea. Into a melodic with style with the '90s. You know, it's, do you feel like the last ten years that we've had? A, I mean, I, I feel like this, and maybe uh, maybe you can correct me or, or agree with me. The last ten years, we've had a lot more traditional heavy metal bands come out. Remember Cauldron, or, yeah. or you know Skullfist, or you know all these things that are yeah. coming out. Yeah. All these just like traditional '80s style, you know, heavy metal, not necessarily the hair metal. But you know, kind yeah, of it always has stuff. to kind of work its way yeah. through and go. And yeah, so maybe, maybe to... since that was a while ago, because I remember doing Cauldron on the video show, which was quite a while ago. It wasn't ten years ago, but maybe the album came out twenty or ten right. years ago, whatever. But the thing is, I remember who's ma- going to be the next balls to the wall. Uh-huh. Who knows, man? It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It's weird that I'm old enough to kind of see it flip over. You know, it's weird. Well. You know, God willing, you'll be old enough to see it flip again, where it's got hip hop and 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 uh, we'll have some like fucking a- Zowie pop in it and a little dash of fucking dubstep. And I you're remember like, when this came out the first time. This is horrid. I give this a high buy. I, I think high it's it. fan fucking tastic. I'm glad they are a two man fucking uh, musical. Uh, explosion i agree and that's all they do is just write great fucking songs but i love that ethereal i like that expansive let's sit on the fucking cliff and exactly and maybe do a couple heads of shrooms (laughs) and just look out at the sky (laughs) and that's kind of what this is agreed no i totally agree it's metal with a it makes it makes whatever i'm doing seem a little bit more meaningful how's that how does that there you go yeah high bye high bye cool Awesome. What do we got? Some trivia? Oh, we got some trivia. Excellent. All right. This movie we're talking about tonight. Well, I'm going to hold my vote until the end. All right. But all I'm right. going to say it's a pretty okay movie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's a guy in it named Michael. Well, Michael, a young Michael, boy. Michael. Mark. Young man named Michael. He loves his mother. Oh, my. He, he loves his mother. How much does he love his mother? So that's what trivia is tonight. It's keep it in the family. Okay. Incest. Oh, geez. In horror. Gross. Get like, ready. The irony is we did Alcest for the band. Now we're doing Alcest. Incest for the trivia. Very interesting. Yes. Alcest, now Incest. Yeesh. 1991 film. IMDb, IMDb gives it a 4.3. A race car driver has visions of the victims of a serial killer before their demise and tries to get a skeptic police detective and an ambitious reporter to help him find the killer. You're asking me, where is the incest in that? You'll have to watch the movie to find out. 
Uh, do you need hints? Uh, give me hints. I think I know what it is. But. I'm going to tell you it's Tracy Lords. Oh, shit. That's not what I was thinking of. Glenn Ford. Ooh. And hold on for this name. Okay. Jan Michael Vincent. What? Whoa. You've never heard of this guy. You've heard of that guy. Yeah. Incest abound. Isn't this funny? 1991, right? 4.3, a race car driver has... Tracy Lords? I don't think I know this. Serial killer. Tracy Lords. I know. I I don't think I... Glenn Ford? I know who it is. I don't think I've seen the movie is my problem, so let's just take a dump right now. The movie is Raw Nerve. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have not seen that. So here's a fun nugget. Let's hear it. This would be Glenn Ford's final movie appearance. Do you know who Glenn Ford is? Uh-uh. I know who Jan Michael Vincent is. Go- who is he? He's like, are you still look at his picture? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in a, a lot. He's he was in the sexiest man in nineteen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, mean, I cannot tell you like actually well, what he's done. Allow but I know me to who tell is. you who Glenn Ford is. Okay. Uh, appearance. You may know him as Pa Kent in 1978's movie Superman, starring <gasps> one Shut Christopher Reeves. By the way, can I say one thing about that? Christopher Reeves. You know how you know how there's Superman or uh, sorry, superhero movies coming out now. Yeah. Not one of them. Has beaten thank Superman you. one and Superman two. The greatest Jesus, horror supervillain that's ever come out is not. I mean, what's that guy that like killed his uh, dad and he played Joker? Heath Ledger. It's not him. It's yeah. not. It's not Thanos. It's GD Zod from Superman two. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, don't I, even at me because you are wrong. Yeah, if you don't even at me. Don't give me one of those fucking one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm right. I agree with you. I'm right there. Number two. 2009 film IMDb gives it a 5.7. Genetic engineers hope to achieve fame by successfully splicing together the DNA of different animals to create a new hybrid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we use spermage. The big nose guy, right? For medical use. I cannot remember the name of this movie. Stars Delphine. Shanak, yep. yep. Oh, Sarah, pa- Sarah Polly, and one Adrian Brody. That's what I'm saying. The big nose dude. The big nose. Dude. Oh crap. Oh, you can say Jew. It's all right. So, I don't even think he's Jew. Jewish. I think he's Italian. So I don't know. Oh, well, he was. He he also he was also in the pianist. In the pianist, where he played a Jew. I didn't. I've never seen that. You've one. never seen that. Oh, prepare to fucking cry. That's why I've the never pianist. seen it. You know what? Beautiful movie. The last movie I watched that made me cry besides Moana was The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, and I'll never watch that again. Yeah, don't ever Because, watch oh my show. gosh. I was like, I was like. Well, I'll just tell you right now. Adrian Brody's performance in The Pianist is just about the same. See, here's the thing. The Boy Can in I the tell you that story pajamas. real quick? So I started watching the movie with my kids, right? We're all watching it. They got bored and they left. But I was like, yeah. They're like, Daddy, what's this all about? Why are we watching all these kids? Like, they're like just in a, <laughs> and so a jail. And so I keep watching it. And they have, they're all gone. So, but at the end, I was bawling my G dang eyes out. They all walk in at that moment. And they, that's the first time I feel like they'd ever seen me bawl like a little baby before. They're like, 
Why is our daddy a bitch? <laughs> exactly. Daddy, you're I'm just like, watching a TV program and I'm you're like, acting like out. a fucking bitch. I also cried when I watched a documentary. Well, not a documentary, but like a, a tribute to the life of Lavelle Edwards, the uh, Hall of Fame BYU coach. Well, I can Man, see it's a, called Splice. I, I can see It's called cr- Splice, by splice. the way. Turn up the radio. That's right. All right. Here's a fun nugget. Uh, special effects designer Howard Berger... And, oh, Greg Nicotero. That's, uh, Jesus, those guys that's, are great. That's The Walking Dead. Developed 11 different versions of Dren. That's the sexy uh, uh, weirdo that you <laughs> see in the movie. Um, and Adrian Brody actually made love to that creepy freak of nature. You know what's funny about that movie? So we turn And I'm- do not lie that you sprouted a fucking hard chub when you watch that scene. <laughs> Because you are that, a liar if you do. That's what I. The have irony of it is this: so I'm like I'm 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 watching it with my boner. ex-wife. I'm watching it with my ex-wife, who's still one of my best friends. We're watching it, right? And Who doesn't want a fucking alien. But the thing is, I fell asleep. I turned it on, and then I fell asleep, and she right. she woke me up for that scene. She's like, "Mike, look what's happening." And she like she still brings that up. Like I see her oh, like almost every literally day. goes, and she goes. Don't you and she'll see be like, what society's doing? And, and like, she'll be like, hey, she'll be like, let's watch this movie. I'm like, I don't want to watch that movie. She's like, oh, I bet you want to watch Splice. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm one and one. Let's go. It's very sexual, though, oh because it's a fucking alien. And it's a hybrid. He did, he did get hybrid because he gave his sperm to the egg that, that fucking produces and alien he had monster. Sexual intercourse and then with he it. made love to it, but it had juicy titties. And he, and he was <laughs> and. She overcame him. Oh my gosh! That's yeah, a monster. That a, it's a. It was a fucking monster. That was said, a, we, that was a weird one. Adrian yeah, said, right. "I need to lay down and make love to it," and he enjoyed it. <laughs> well, when's the last time you made love? With he something? enjoyed every last. You minute you came to fruition, if you know what I mean. When's the last time you did that and didn't enjoy it? But when's the last time you've done it? Where right after you came to fruition, you went. Oh, this is the worst. That that had. is something that regretfully has that happened is to me in the last like like not last like everyone's life. Yeah, well, it's been it's That's been a long time. But yeah, that was a fucking bad idea. Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Shit, it's at my house. Okay, number three, 1972 film. IMDb gives it a six point one. Notorious Baltimore criminal and underground figure. Goes up against the sleazy married couple who makes a passionate attempt to humiliate him. Hmm. Who is that? Is that it? Oh yeah, that's gosh. all I've got. Wow. Stars Danny Mills, hmm. Mary Vivian Pierce, Cookie Mueller, no. and Mink Stoll. Oh, shit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, say that again. Okay. 1972 okay. film. IMDb gives it a 6.1. I know what it a is. A 6.1. Notorious Baltimore okay. criminal. An underground figure goes up against a sleazy married couple who make a passionate attempt to. <laughs> I know this is John is Waters. It? I know it's a John Waters flick. Oh my gosh. I can. I'm thinking Pink Flamingos. Oh yeah. Radio. yeah, you got it. All right. Here's the fun nugget. A chicken actually died while filming the sex scene while giving eggies. in the shed between crackers and cookie. Ugh. 
one of the deleted scenes that was restored in the 1997 actually involved Cookie and the dead chicken for dinner. <laughs> and the dog shit Divine eats yeah. is real. Do you know what that you know what that didn't it's even real. gross me out? Do you know what the part that grossed me out was? Was the part when they're going in, the mom and the son going in to that home and they're spitting on stuff. They're just like hawking loogies mm. on everything. And I was just like, yeah, it was gross. That's the worst part of that whole movie. You can eat dog shit for shock value, whatever. Right. But that, well, spitting, that was shock value then, though. But I mean, name a movie where you ate it, some dog. Some, oh, no. Divine was a filthy, deal. wonderful person. I'm just, but what I'm saying is that, I mean, I was like, oh, that's gross. But that's, for some reason, I have a. As John Waters going. That's 1972. Like what movie was that? That's oh. before I was born. That's before and I was born. He's going, hey, pick up a log of dog shit and eat that. That was kind of an add-on at the end, though, too. I'm like, Mommy, what are these? Weird? I like Godzilla and Atari. <laughs> why are they? Why is this <laughs> grown man dressed as a woman <laughs> eating dog shit? Well, the, the grossest part was hawking loogies all over there. Oh, that was gross. Anyway. 19, number four. 1992 film, IMDb gives it a 5.2. A mother and son team of strange supernatural creatures move to a small town to seek out a young virgin to feed <laughs> on the fuck. For sure, they fuck. They, they did. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What is it? Sleepwalkers. Turn up the radio. By the way, when extra you said, point for do. Oh, that was beautiful. No, you need to do it. Oh, do it all the way through. No, okay. I don't need extra points. All right. I already won. I'm three and one right now. By the way, when you said incest, immediately that's the movie that came yeah. to my mind. So I was like, I know it was hard <laughs> to not pick the 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 good incest movies that are right there. We're like, oh yeah, wow. That's, I mean, not wow, good let's look incest, back. but... Let's look, let's look back at what you just said. All right. Yeah. Sleepwalkers. Yes. You know. By the way, what's the name of a song off a 2012 album by Megadeth called United Abominations that rules? Uh, it's called uh, Sleepwalkers. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, here's the fun nugget. The house... Of, oh. This is good, too. Okay. The House of the Sleepwalkers is the same one used on the Waltons. Oh, no shit. That's way before John your Boy? time. But, yeah, the Waltons. Oh, my gosh. It was based on an unpublished story from Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stephen oh, King called them Robertsons. No kidding. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, oh, oh, and the same house was used. Hold on. <laughs> The same house was used in 19, or the same subdivision was used in the 1989 film, The Burbs. Shut up. What? No way. I wrote this question. Now I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, what? Get me the, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow, that's right, kind of so, amazing. Awesome. All right. So you're winning. So number five. 2013 film, IMDb gives it a 5.2 pregnant with her brother's child yeah. a teen tries to escape from her backwoods community after learning that she is to be sacrificed to a sweet lord 
that lives in a deep pit. Jeez. Is it, uh, can I get two guesses? Sweet Lord. <laughs> uh, okay. Stars. Okay. Sean Bridgers. Yeah, that's not going to help. Lauren Ashley Carter. Yeah. And it, I, I'm debating on giving you this one. Come on, hit, hit, me up, hit me up, hit me up. Larry Fest. Yeah, I, I know what it is now. Okay. That was, was one of my two. It's Jughead. But yeah. Yeah. Dick, dick, uh, yes, that's right. So you win. I won. That was great. Here's, that was here's awesome. some fun nuggets about that. When Ada and Aileen are washing clothes in the stream, right? Yeah, uh-huh. now, now, take this in. It's a scene, right? In Jugface. When Ada and Aileen are washing clothes in the stream, they are both barefoot. Ada wades across the river and up the bank to hang the clothes and has her vision of the creature attacking. Oh, okay. So she's got... Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. She screams. Her mother runs to her and they both race down to the river where they see blood. Blood? What the fuck? <laughs> At which point Ada is still barefoot. Oh, so it's a goof. It's it's a it's a fun gotcha. fun Yeah, it's like a goof, yeah. The two women point Ada is still okay. The the two women then follow the blood what? The, they follow <laughs> the blood trail to the pit, running all the way. When they arrive at the pit, Ada is wearing black socks and boots over white stockings. Wow. Oh, it's a fun goof. By the way, that was a great movie. That was an unsuspectingly good movie. Yeah, it Jug was. Face was really good. Yeah. So there it is. Oh, that that's that, interesting. That's fun. Now, what a fun one. I wrote that down, but I was like, wow, that's Well, you probably wrote it down a couple of days ago, so it didn't it, it's hard to Watch remember. that when you it's watch Jug Face again. They're down by the river. You know what's funny is like I'll read goofs about like there was a bunch of goofs for tonight's movie stuff like that like and I noticed one of them out of the many. My God, I noticed. How could one you of them. not have a handful of fucking goofs? <laughs> well, and no, spoofs on this. Well, because I don't like try to like nitpick every movie. But there was one part My when heads. Michael lost his arm and then had his arm back later. But whatever. Anyway, speaking of Michael losing his arm, why don't we play a trailer for Burial Ground: The Nights of Terror? From 1981, and we'll be right back to talk about it. Oh, yes. Oh, mama. Ah! 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 
All right, everybody, you just heard the trailer for Burial Ground, The Knights of Terror, a.k.a. Zombie 3. By the yeah. way, this is one of like 18,000 movies that have the name of Zombie 3. Yeah, Zombie 3 or fucking five different titles where you're like, now, is this a well, You got to right love the Italians, right? Because it's like you could watch 18 Zombie 3s and it'd be a different movie every time. Is that some kind of uh, you know, like a like a well, they're like, trying to like they're trick move where they're going. Yeah, yeah they're zombie they're tr- three. Oh, they're trying to capitalize on like uh, you know, zombie from uh, Lucio Fulci. They're trying to capitalize on Dawn of the Dead and all this other stuff. So it's like, who cares? Whatever, just as long as we know which one we're we're looking at. But right. This came out in nineteen eighty one. IMDb gives us a five point seven. Directed by a guy named Andrea Bianchi. 25 credits, according to IMDb, for directing, for uh, director credits, Strip Nude for Your Killer, a GLD classic, Cry of a Prostitute, Italian gangster movie, Massacre, and my very favorite, Malabimba from 1979, which is kind of a uh, an exorcist ripoff. I, in fact, I watched no, it. No, really? Yeah. I watched it because I'm like, oh, I, I watched this problem. I watched... Uh, Malabimba? Uh, Malabimba. Basically what it is, it's this movie about... This, uh, I'm going to say 18-year-old girl, I hope. Oh, no, she's totally no, 18. She's, no, she's totally. Oh, my heavens. No, she's a grown woman. But she plays a she plays a teenager in the movie. Basically, her mother died, and she was a filthy whore, I guess. But Jesus. But so, but. She's not even a clean whore. She's, <laughs> she's a filthy a dirty whore. whore. So, so the family who owns this, like, big, uh, like, mansion or whatever, like, brings a, uh, what do you call people who do a seance? What, what are those, like, uh. A medium or whatever, a seancer or a medium, bring it in, and then all of a sudden, this girl Malabimba, wizards, she gets her name's Bimba, she gets uh, possessed by her mother, and so all of a sudden she's like getting naked all the time, having sex with like a Tommy uh, Lee song. Get 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 naked. Speaking of uh, speaking of incest, she uh, blows her uncle who has a who's what paralyzed. It's a it's one. Why of his, are you watching these it's fucking one, dirty? Because movies, Andrea bro. Bianchi did it, and I wanted to kind of get a little bit more oh, into you, what he did. Oh, research. Yeah, research. It's research, and yeah, that was some incest stuff. Yeah, it was crazy because there's like a ton of naked ladies, and they have even some hardcore stuff like Jeez. totally Malabimba, cut in. What is that? Malabimba. Write that down for me. Malabimba, nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen. Jeez. Malabimba, and it's funny because it's like the hardcore stuff that they that they uh, they cut in. Obviously, is not the actors in the movie because uh, they're wearing different clothes. You see some, you see a dude with like pants on, and then in the hardcore parts, they're buck yeah, naked. They're, they're, it's it's a joke. But it was, it, but it was box naked like a Tommy Lee. Uh, solo get naked. Album. What? They're getting naked. Shit, son. <laughs> that was a. That was terrible. It was. It yeah, was worse than this movie. It was, Jesus, I'm glad you did for my. It's funny because I've owned that for a long time. 
I've never watched it. it. I own Malabimba. And I, I haven't watched it in forever, but I'm like, because I'm on my Plex, right? And I watch uh, Nights of Terror, and I'm like, and it said, when I got done, it said, other films by Andrea Bianchi. Yeah, and I went to Malabimba, and I'm like, well, gee dang, son. Yeah. It also had the mother as a nun in Malabimba. The mother from Burial Ground is a is a nun in that. Oh. It's wild. It's pretty wild. She has nice breasts. She has nice, nice breasts. She has nice breasts, yes. Okay. <laughs> and also, this was Malabimbo was written by the same guy who wrote this, Piero Regnoli. 117 writing credits, Nightmare City from 1980. It's the only thing I've seen, though, besides Malabimbo, though he has a ton of stuff that looks interesting. He wrote uh, Demonia from Lucio Fulci from 1990 that I right. never knew. I've never seen that, so it's like... Yeah, that, gotta... sounds, that sounds familiar to me. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, but anywho. So we got Karen Well as Janet... Gianluigi Cerizzi as Mark, uh, Simone Mattoli as James, Antonella Antorini as Leslie, Jesus. Roberto Caporali as George, Pietro Barzolcini as Michael Peter Mark. Oh, my he, he heavens. He Peter Mark. Oh, my heavens. His name is Pietro Barzolcini. The, well. the king of all cinema. Oh, my gosh. And we also had... Mariangela Giordano is Evelyn, the mother. I knew Peter Bark. When I saw that come up and it said Peter Bark, I said, that's that motherfucker. Well, right the, the thing is. is that's that, him. I know. I didn't. I, I'm like, so I'm watching that and I'm like, that can't be his real name because every single one of these names has ended with a vowel. Or, except for Peter Bark. Peter Bark. <laughs> it's like, no, that's like, a consonant. That's That can't be his real name. That creepy dude. is the fucking man. <laughs> This movie opens up as a beautiful bearded professor is off. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just threw that in for bearded dudes, okay? He's off near an old mission in Italy studying ancient Etruscans. Etruscans. Yeah. As he goes over some of the ancient books, he accidentally unleashes an evil curse that awakens the dead. And it doesn't take long for them to kill this dude. The professor, before he was dead, invited a few of his jet-setting friends to the mansion close to where he was working to discuss his research with him. Uh, one of these ladies is named Evelyn. Yeah. She brings her kid. I don't know how old the kid's supposed to be. I know. What is his fucking <laughs> Cause age, he could be Because he could be like 15 or he could be like 87. 80, that's what I'm saying. He was obviously a midget, oh, a small person. Oh, he was supposed to play, I feel like, a 12 or 13-year-old or something like I'm that. I'm saying. Dude I'm was saying 25 fucking, years old. Was he? 25 years old. Dude. It is fucking weirdness. It's weird. But it's like enjoyable weirdness. Well, it's it's weird Italian from the 19 Italian horror films from the 1980s. <laughs> oh, mama. Well, and the, the funny thing is too is this whole movie was obviously dubbed and different people yeah. did the voices for it. So it's like you could Yes. And I did want to make a remark and it has nothing to do with the movie, uh -huh. but the the guy with the mustache that yeah. that's like Mr. Sexpot uh -huh. in the in yeah I know the, exactly the first sex scene he was the voice for Peter Chris in Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park shut up because I knew it the minute I heard him no going, way <laughs> what are you doing why are you such a slut <laughs> you're acting like such a slut right now I said that is the voice and that is the voice they did for. And, and and it's on YouTube. You can oh watch my it. Gosh. But he is the same voice that. Well, that the was dude who Peter did Chris. the voice for the mustache guy did the same voice. Yeah, because it was on the mustache guy that did his voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. 
Anywho, but they all show up and they make themselves comfortable at the mansion with their various hobbies. One of which, uh, one of hobby for all three uh, couples is sweet, sweet lovemaking. Yes, they fill their time having fun waiting the professor to show up. And it's weird because when Evelyn and the weird dude are making love, Peter Bark walks in and he's a little jealous. This is all very incesty, just like your your right. dang uh, yeah. This is wild, by the way. I mean, it's. It's pretty. Ah, it's, it's I mean, he's a weirdo, dude. Don't it's, you love it? The minute you see him, you go, "How can this not be a fantastic movie with that fucking weirdo right there?" I'm. Just, I just. It's weird though because he. But maybe it's a terrible movie. We don't know yet. I mean, we Keep don't know going. yet. But what I'm saying is, Peter Bart. It's like or whatever his Italian name was. Oh, I'm looking at him for the first oh, time. For the. I mean, I've seen him in like little clips before and stuff like that, and I'm like. That little shit is weird to me. The fuck. And out. I love the fact that, you know, they they're just like, yeah, you don't exist. We're all gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he walks in, watches his mom. Do. By the way, his mom, who is forty four years old in this, yeah, sweet sweet body. Yes. I was very, I was very. Well, I will not deny enjoyable. That. It yeah. was like I walked in. I'm like, she seems a little bit. She seems like a cougar, and she is. Yeah. But like all, all of a sudden, of you are. see her naked, and I'm like. That was more enjoyable than I ever expected. You're like, jeez, Bart Park, whatever his name is. And I'm not going to lie to you, Peter Bark. Peter Bark. Damn. I'm not going to lie to you. When I I saw that she was. When I I watched. Let me see with my own eyes. (laughs) With my own eyes. (laughs) But I'm not going to lie to you. I saw that she was in Malabimba and I thought maybe she's going to get naked. And she did. So that's why I watched it immediately after this, because I was like, that is the, I'm sorry, I'm a terrible human being perv. Anyway, well, thanks to Professor, after these guys are all like having their sex and doing their photography, stuff like that, the the mansion is overrun with the bodies of these ancient Etruscans, and the zombies go after these couples. There's a few sweet kills. We got a scythe beheading one of the help. We got some pretty gruesome stuff. These zombies are pretty smart. Seeing they use tools, seem to team up with one another for strategy, stuff like that. But the bulk of the middle of this film is basically zombie attack on the people trying to survive. And truth be told, that would basically be all there is to it if it wasn't for some Oedipus complex between Michael and Evelyn. And the boy does get weird, which adds to the creepiness of Peter Bark. How many people will escape this horror? Is there a way to stop the curse? Will Michael ever get some from his mom? Find out by watching Burial Ground, Nights of Fucking Terror. Peter Bark. Dude. Oh my God. What did you think about it? I'd never seen this all the way through before in my life. So this was all a, a, a delight. I will tell you this now. This this damn near got a fucking bone. Song. No shit. The only <laughs> thing I wanted more is more Peter Bark. No shit. I wanted that fucking guy going, Mama. Mama. What's going no, on? No, he spoke like, he was yeah he had a I wanted him all over the place going <laughs> I think that movie would have been fantastic if every which way he went he was trying to fucking squeeze on tits <laughs> if he was trying to squeeze on tits during a zombie apocalypse I would have went this is a fucking bone saw you took me out of it I can't even talk right now I'm telling you that little guy was just like... The thought of him the whole time. Porkies meets fucking zombie apocalypse. Mama! I thought it was great. I thought the zombies were great. I thought the gore was great. I thought 
I thought. Oh that, my gosh! I thought the uh, the the score was yeah, fantastic. It was, it was good. Every yeah. fucking thing was great. Oh I my. wanted more fucking Peter. I, got, Bark. I gotta get. I gotta get my breath back, but because that's the funniest thing I, I've ever. Heard. If Peter Bark would have tried to be squeezing tits the whole movie, that would have been amazing. If he was like just because you knew it the minute you saw him, absolutely. Oh my heavens, this guy! (laughs) Look at this fucking look at this weirdo. (laughs) And if he was just going to town like a Porky's movie, oh yeah, I would have said. By the way, Porky's no was Revenge of the Nerds. Never mind. I saw the first Bush I ever saw before my life was Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, so what I did is I broke. I, I'm giving it a fucking high five. Okay, I I broke it down. I, I I have a list of pros and I have a list of cons. All right, let's hear. It. Let's go over the pros first. The look and the feel of this movie is excellent. The mansion they're staying in is awesome. It's got like tons of like murals all over the wall. The interiors are excellent. It's got totally, that sweet library yeah, it and like totally apparently fits where a they're horror movie. They're working on some you know old school you know like. Uh, historians, you know, historian shit down in the basement. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. They have like all sorts of like, there's an art studio downstairs. There's an art studio and another thing. Great, great like locations for this. The zombie makeup, I actually really like. They take it like kind of different. The, the, there's, it's very more, it's much more gory. Like it's grosser. It's, it's like crustier. face as yeah, opposed to like, Anything that has to do with the body. Because when you stab a zombie, there's like a brown water yeah. mixed with a little bit of blood. And then when you hit their heads, like you feel like it sounds like a porcelain vase breaking. Yeah. And it's dry and it's just kind of gross and whatever. Dry with maggots. Yeah. It's, I mean, the soundtrack is cool. Like I said, trippy noises when the zombies come out. Strange choices of music at points, which is common in these films. But I really like the score. Lots of weird little things. Like, the style was weird. The dude who was dating Evelyn, his pants were up to his tits. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he, he was. was. He was not a very look, good-looking dude, which offended me a little bit because, like, uh, he was a three. Evelyn is a nine. Yes. All <laughs> the women were nines. But, yeah, that's what I'm... Th- I mean, eight was and a half. Well, that's, I agree with you. But the, the blonde. But the best thing is the kid played by 25-year-old Peter Bark was supposed to be a kid was just creepy. There's You could not look at that guy and not feel weirded out. I feel like that's what it's all about. And he was just going, is he real? What age was he? he, I, don't, he was, I don't know how old he was supposed to be, but he also, like, I'm, he, his he, mom breastfed like him. disgusting. He's disgustingly, like... But he could have been young with like like a weird old man's disease or something because he looked weird as shit. Yeah, yeah, he breastfed when he and all she all all she basically did is hold on to him tight through the movie. Oh my god, the zombies are! And but the problem with holding him tight is that he tries to go straight for the boob and cooch. Yeah, it's like maybe you want to stay around. Maybe you want to stay away from that kid. Sometimes you need the milk. (laughs) So so here's the cons. The zombie make- makeup holds up except for in a couple of brightly lit scenes. You can see like where they missed a couple spots, stuff like that. But you have to realize 1981, it wasn't meant for HD. It wasn't, you know. You could spot that shit from a mile away. <laughs> Absolutely. When they're outside, you're like, my God, what, what's happening <laughs> But the happening thing is, here? remember in 1981 when you watched the movie, I personally don't. But the thing is, you watch it like without a restored copy of this, you would never notice that in a million years. But since this was on Shutter, I watched it on my Plex, but I also had an HD version. I assume it was also HD and Shutter. I don't know. What the hell does Plex mean? Plex is, so I have a server with all my movies on those drives that you're looking at right there. 
Uh, and I have Plex that serves them up so I can like watch movies on my Roku that stuff that I have. Anyway. What do you watch it on? Your phone or no, your No, I can TV? watch it on my phone, my computer. Oh, my, it's called my, a Plex. Yeah, I can watch it on my Roku. It's great. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Right. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of story of going on with the cons. There was an old professor studying ancient Etruscan. Uh, uh, by the way, that's modern day Tuscany. Who has great Italian food, which mm-hmm. is a restaurant in Salt Lake. Burial ground, stuff like that. But I feel like it was just basically... Is that the Tuscan noodle you're talking no, about? No, the Tuscany, oh, which Mark Eaton from the, the Utah Jazz owns. It's a great, oh, it's yeah. a great company. Uh, sorry, it's a great restaurant. Anyhow, a lot of weird Tuscan quirks, noodles. stuff like that. There's a couple parts I feel like it dragged. But if you're asking me if I like this movie, I'm going to go ahead and say, Hell yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, I don't know if I'll give it a buy. I'll give it a high rent. Oh, you give like, it a high I'll give rent. it a high rent because I would a, give it a fucking high buy. <laughs> well, I gave it a high buy. I know you did, man. If fucking, if, if, if uh, Peter Bark, if, if it was Bonesaw, if Peter Bark was more in it. If he was fucking squeezing I just around felt like Benny, a little bit bored in the, in the between. I feel like it should have been 20 minutes shorter. Get rid of some of that middle part. But I'll tell you what, we had everything Mike likes. 1980s Italian look, titties. Gore. Gore, blood, blood. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We had a weird ass looking thing. All right, this this had all the checks on Mike's list. The only part is it dragged a little bit, but I give this a high rent, and I loved it. So there you go. Oh my heavens! <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I liked it. It was great, dude. Yeah, What's that would have been a high fucking. Uh, that would have been a bone. I know. If there would have been. If more... there was more Peter Bark, I may have given it a bone. Yeah. All right, so there you go. We, you heard about Alcest, you heard about Burial Grounds Incest, but that's all we got for this episode. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to recap the question of the episode, which is basically this. Which conspiracy theories that you've heard do you believe have some traction, or what conspiracy theory interests you quite a bit, regardless if you believe it or not? Call it in. Leave your voicemail, 385-351-9273. That's 385-351-9273. Shane? Yeah. Watch Malabimba. I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home. <laughs> Sounds great. Malabimba. Malabimba. You got How do you spell that? M-A-L-A-B-I-M-B-A. All right. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of like vaginas and boobies and inside vaginas and buttholes. Oh. It's weird because it could, be, it could, it could be just a great like softcore parts, but they cut in hardcore parts and it's like, eh, we didn't need that. We didn't need it, especially when the girl was sucking her uncle's dick. Oh, it's like, my hell. It's like, we don't need to see that in that much graphic detail, TBH. Jesus. Well, maybe I won't. It's not that great. Well, you got anything else for the folks for no, tonight? No. All right. So, that me neither. So, what we're going to do is let them go. For the Corpse Cast, we will catch you guys later. Goodbye. Oh,